Welcome to Chatting with Channing, the podcast for Channing School that lets you, the listener, find out more by hearing from people throughout the school community. Each episode, you'll hear real stories from staff, from pupils, from parents and the school's alumni to give you a true reflection of life on Highgate Hill. And in this episode, our very first, we're speaking to the headmistress of Channing, Mrs Lindsay Hughes. Lindsay is about to explain what it means when you hear the phrase, girls enjoying success. She talks about the importance of being 10% braver, and we hear all about pastoral care and the educational research that the staff get involved in. That's all coming up in the next 20 minutes, so come with me as we step into this episode right now with Lindsay Hughes. Welcome to the very first Channing podcast. And today I'm delighted to be talking to headmistress Mrs Lindsay Hughes. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Mandy. So to start off, can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got to teaching and what inspired you to do that in the first place? I first said that I thought I might want to be a teacher when I was doing my A-levels at school. Up until that point, I was very clear about my path to university. I was going to do economics at university and then I was going to set up a business and I was going to become the new Anita Roddick, which dates me to a certain (laughs) extent. You know, I am a child of the 80s, perhaps, but we idolised her as, you know, a, a strong female entrepreneur with the body shop. And so, yes, I was going to become the new Anita Roddick. And then I arrived in my A-level history lessons and everything changed. They were so inspiring and so engaging. And I thought to myself, you know, I could just sit and talk about history all day long. But, eminently practical, I decided to do history as a degree at university on the basis that I could then train as a teacher afterwards if that was what I wanted to do. And of course, as so many people do, I got sidetracked. I ended up in public relations and marketing. I had a holiday job during my time at university and went straight to work for them full time when I graduated. I spent two and a half years doing the marketing for Virgin Megastores and Our Price. Right. Again, both defunct shops in this day and age. And I worked for a couple of different charitable organisations and then suddenly realised I had a bit of an epiphany that actually I needed to do something different. And that was the point at which I trained as a teacher. And it was like coming home. I knew that I'd found the job that would be my career. That's amazing. And so I spent 20 years from from the day I trained, started my PGCE, to the day that I set foot in Channing as headmistress for the first time, it was 20 years. Amazing. So now you've obviously find yourself at Channing. Can you tell us what makes Channing such a unique and special place for you? Well, at the risk of being enormously cliched, I was really drawn to the school's vision of girls enjoying success because those three words really encapsulated for me everything I have thought being a teacher, being in education is about. And particularly given my pastoral background as I've progressed through teaching, you know, this concept that happy girls, happy students learn best is central to everything that goes on at Channing. And combined with the Unitarian ethos, which is really unique and distinctive among schools. There are only four Unitarian schools in the world. And 
that focus on kindness, respect, inclusivity, this idea that we should be open to ideas and engaged with the world has just been built into Channing from the day it was founded. And so it makes it a really warm, happy place to spend time. That's fantastic. Yes, you've touched on there a lot of parts of your ethos of the school and the vision. So can you tell us a little bit about, you you talk about girls enjoying success. You've explained a little bit about what that is, but how does that look in a school? What Presumably different girls have different journeys on to success. And we, we live in a world where everybody wants to be successful. So how does it look to enjoy success? Well, do you know, Mandy, it's not so much what it looks like, it's what it sounds like. There is a real buzz at Channing. There is a lot of laughter. There is a lot of conversation. And all of it is accompanied by smiles on faces. That sounds fantastic. And, and it is fun. You know, we do do all sorts of fun things as part of our normal life at school. Channing Christmas is extraordinary in its level of celebration. There is a thing called the decorated classroom, which goes beyond anything I have seen ever. Entire classrooms are transformed into other worlds and girls write and put on, they script kind of productions that are performed to you as you go round. It is extraordinary. So there is a real sense of being a community, of not taking ourselves too seriously and of understanding that there are different ways to be successful. I think that for me is at the heart of it. You know, we are not like other North London day schools where academic success and academic work pressure is prioritised above all else. Mm. Because we know that our happy girls learn best, we really focus on the whole girl and the whole school experience. That sounds brilliant. It sounds like your school is the place to be at Christmas time for celebrations as well. It sounds it brilliant. It really is. It, I, and I only experienced it for the first time last year, and that was in pandemic mode, so we've got a scaled-down version. And even that I found overwhelming. I cannot wait to see what this year holds for me. So, Liz, you explain to us what success at Channing sounds like. Can you tell us what it is for a Channing girl? Well, I think... Success is different for every pupil, and I think that's really important. And I know that when parents are looking at a school for their child, they often go for a set of very specific kind of headlines Mm -hmm. they want to look at. What are the A-level results? What are the university destinations? And they use those to benchmark in their head, you know, is this a good, for which what they actually mean is academically successful, school. And we do have absolutely those headlines here at Channing. We have some fabulous A-level and GCSE results. Uh, In fact, our A-level and GCSE results are probably better than some people would feel. Sometimes we're tarnished, I think, or seen as the less academic North London school. But we have fabulous academic results. And every year we have girls who go off to Oxford, Cambridge, America... Uh, they do medicine, veterinary science, they go to the most competitive courses at the most competitive universities. And that's all fine for those girls who want to do that. I think what's important about Channing is that we have got a much broader definition of what success means. And because it's not this academic first 
pressurised hothouse environment, we have girls with some really exciting and interesting and unusual destinations. So every year, girls go off to Art Foundation. We have girls, even just in this last year, I'll give you some examples, Mm -hmm. girls who went to do theatre design, equine business management, sociology with innovation, Chinese and Japanese studies. They go to do some really unusual and quirky things because that's where their interests and uh, their studies have taken them. And because at Channing, they don't get pigeonholed. They have the opportunity to do lots of different sorts of things. It's one of the reasons why at 11 Plus, we interview everybody who applies because we know that our girls are more than just results on a piece of paper. And if we don't meet them in person and talk Mm. to them all, we might miss a hidden gem, somebody who's got something about them that would really benefit from being at Channing. Fantastic. So in other words, every girl is a unique person as opposed to a percentage mark. Exactly that. And in fact, our namesake, William Ellery Channing, a Unitarian minister in in Boston in the 1800s, uh, wrote... Each of us is meant to have a character all our own, to be what no other can exactly be and do what no other can exactly do. And I think that sums up perfectly what our school's about. That sounds great. So the other thing you mentioned before was about the ethos of the school being Unitarian. Now, to the uninitiated like myself, could you just explain that a little bit more as well so we get a better understanding of what you mean by that? Sure. So Unitarianism is known as a liberal or dissenting Christian tradition. So we are at our heart a Christian school. So we do, for example, sing hymns in assembly uh, and so on. But more importantly, Unitarianism is a a faith which says that everybody must find their own path and that it's really important to be open to new ideas and to engage critically with them, that rather than sticking dogmatically to one opinion or one set of beliefs, you should be open to the fact that different people have value and ideas to bring to different topics. And it's extraordinary because... Unitarianism had its heyday in the 1800s, but actually it provides the most fantastic moral compass for 21st century life. You know, our school is based on this thing called the the Channing Promise, which in fact was written by the girls Hmm. and is printed in everyone's homework diaries. And it's centred on kindness, respect, inclusivity. And so those are the founding causes that Channing has always been based on. Excellent. That sounds really fantastic. Now, I happen to know that you also have a personal motto that is to be 10% braver. I think I really like the sound of this, but perhaps you could explain to us what you mean by that. Sure. Well, and I must point out that I didn't come up with this. (laughs) I stole it. But if I explain the background to it, A number of years ago, I read the book Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, as many women have who are interested in leadership. Mm -hmm. And in it, she talks about how women should put themselves forward for opportunities, lean into opportunities in their career and help other women get ahead. And in it, 
one of the questions she said that she asks herself is, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? Mm -hmm. And my problem with that is, actually, we could do anything if we weren't afraid. But the reality is that we are often scared of consequences, of failure, of making a fool of ourselves. And so it's, it's very difficult to ask ourselves to abandon fear completely. But at about the same time, I came across an organisation called Women Ed, which does exactly that. It is for women leaders in education. Mm -hmm. And their question is, what would you do if you were 10% braver? Right. And that just spoke to me. Because you don't need to conquer your fear outright, but rather you just need that little nudge that it helps you ask yourself the question, you know, what's the worst that could happen here? And that I have found so powerful in my own life. And I came across this when I was deputy head at my previous school and I used to talk to the pupils there about ways in which I had been 10% braver. And bringing it to Channing has been wonderful because it's a school where people are really ready and willing to embrace that idea that as girls and young women, actually the future is theirs to seize if only they're brave enough to do so. Well, I think that sounds actually fantastic. I might have to steal it myself as well. It sounds brilliant. You're welcome Um, to. (laughs) Thank you. Now, I know that you and all your staff as well are absolutely passionate about pastoral care. So can you tell us why that's such an important part of the Channing approach? Of course. And I would point out that, of course, all schools do pastoral care. It's not unusual to do pastoral care. But I think it goes back to what I said earlier about Channing's fundamental understanding about happy girls learn best and knowing that a pupil cannot perform unless they are feeling safe and comfortable and ready to do so. And our pastoral care means that there is always somebody for a girl who's got a problem or an issue to talk to. Mm. And whether that means they need a bit of extra help with a subject, our teachers go above and beyond to help them with extra tuition or whatever that might be. Yes, We have our sixth form mentors who help out with the girls lower down the school. And there's also this network of form tutors, heads of year, the school nurse, the school counsellor, but actually anybody that a girl feels able to trust. We're all attuned to the fact that girls need us yes, and that we are available to them. Yes, absolutely. Essential in this day and age at the moment. Absolutely. Now, the other thing I was going to slightly leading on from that is that all businesses, whether they're in education or, or any sector, have got to evolve and, and look to the future. So I'm just wondering what, if any, teaching and learning research Channing's involved with. Oh, well, it's one of the things I really love about Channing is how engaged our teachers are with educational research. We have a fantastic assistant head in charge of teaching and learning, Andrew Boardman, who is an avid reader and digester of the latest educational research and talking about pedagogy, about practice in the classroom Mm -hmm. is just a way of life at Channing. We have fortnightly teaching and learning briefings where all staff are engaged in conversations about what's going on in our classrooms. And 
we have a large number of staff who've either completed or are working towards masters in education right. because they want to refine their practice so much and so I've been really delighted to discover that Channing is a school where people do talk to each other about what's going on in their classroom and how they are honing their craft as a teacher. And to give you an example, following on from that idea of being 10% braver, we are really focusing at the moment on, on the idea of our students being fearless learners. Mm. And we're talking about... What are the attributes of a fearless learner? What does the research tell us mm. the attributes are of a teacher who creates fearless learners? And that's a really exciting piece of work because it doesn't just engage all of us as teachers in the classroom. And I count myself in that. Yes. I teach year seven and year 12. Excellent. But also it involves all of our pupils. So school council is getting involved in the conversation about why do they fear failure? How can we help them learn to develop these uh, attributes of fearlessness in the classroom? Excellent. I love the idea that educators are still being educated and that must set a very good example to the girls as well. There is always something new to learn. Very early on in my career, I heard a fabulous line from a chap called Sir John Jones, a highly rated educationalist, and he said, there's a real difference between a teacher who's got 20 years experience and a teacher who's got one year experience 20 times. Yes. <laughs> and I'm really mindful of that when I look at the Channing staff and I see how engaged they are with trying to learn and trying to get better at doing their jobs. Excellent. I like that a lot. So clearly you're absolutely passionate about education and about educating, but give us a bit of insight to away from school. What do you enjoy doing well, I am the proud parent of a teenage boy and a 10-year-old dog, and they take up quite a lot of my time. And so I will admit that a lot of it is spent on the sofa binge-watching whatever I'm particularly enjoying uh, on whatever streaming service it happens to be at that time. And there are long dog walks. I go to the gym several times a week. I find that really helps kind of keep my... Mm -hmm. mind straight I find that really useful time and I absolutely love watching cricket I like watching sport in general but cricket is my absolute number one favorite and I really enjoy cooking and socializing with friends having people over for meals and those sorts of things and I do like dancing I have just signed up for a charity event with 19 other London heads and we are putting on a Strictly style dance event next June for charity. Oh my goodness, that sounds absolutely fantastic. What a great well, you say thing fantastic. To do. I think what you mean is bonkers. Ten <laughs> percent um, braver. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly that. I felt quite strongly when I saw the invitation that I couldn't possibly turn it down. No. There are moments where I think I may have possibly bitten off more than I can chew, but it, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. Oh, excellent. Well, all the best of luck for that so Thank now well, we're just coming to the end of our time chatting but I'm just going to put you on the spot for a minute if you don't mind and I'm going to give you a couple of quick fire questions now okay. a couple of them you've sort of I think I know the answer already from what you've already said but here's here we go so would you rather a long walk in the woods or a day lying on the beach or oh, can I have both 
It depends on which time of the year, but on a normal weekend, I'd take a long walk in the woods with the dog. Very good. I think we know the answer to the next question, which was supper at home with friends or dinner in a fancy restaurant. Oh, supper at home with friends. Winter or summer? Winter. I like the jumpers and the staying at home with the nice warm meals. (laughs) Excellent. I'm with you there. And finally, a good film or a game of Scrabble? Oh, no, now I'm really torn (laughs) because I love both. I tell you what, we'll let you have both. Can I? Yes, I think we'll let you on that one. I mean, I wouldn't do them simultaneously, obviously. (laughs) That would be a bit strange. But I really do love playing Scrabble. Excellent. And board games in general. But um, I do also like a good movie. Great. Uh, Lindsay, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you today and having the opportunity to dig a bit deeper into what makes Channing the school it is. Now, if we've got any listeners to this podcast who don't know Channing, how could they get in touch with you and find out some more? Well, I think the most sensible thing to do would be go to our website, which is very simple, www.channing.co.uk. And that will tell you more about us and it will give you ways to contact us if you want to find out even more. Excellent. It's been lovely chatting to you, Lindsay. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you, Mandy. I've enjoyed it. So that was Lindsay Hughes, headmistress of Channing School, coming to us for episode number one of the New School podcast. Lindsay, thank you for joining us for this. It's great to have you on Chatting with Channing. Now, if you've heard anything on this podcast and you'd like to get in touch with the school, then just visit channing.co.uk and you can connect with the school that way. But also, our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.